0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg with Find Your Film and Cinematics and all those two-couple podcasts. You know, I just wanted to talk about this specific movie for this week on Find Your Film. I might not get to talk about it during our weekly episode with, since Bruce, Perky, Eric Holmes and I were going to be discussing the movie, the new movie Titan. We're going to be discussing the western Old Henry and Bruce and Eric have their weekly picks as well. I just don't want this movie stop and go to get lost in the mix, Okay. It's an indie road comedy starring and written by Whitney Call and Mallory Everton. They're childhood friends. They're both very, very funny. They have a ton of chemistry vis-a-vis, you know, obviously because they are childhood friends. You can see the actual innate. They're basically like family members. They play family members in Stop and Go. They play sisters who, upon the break of the the pandemic of COVID-19, they realize that their grandmother is in trouble. She's in a nursing home and obviously she wants to be picked up from the nursing home because COVID is spreading through nursing homes all across America. So the sisters band together, they go on a cross-country road trip to pick up their grandma and hopefully get her back home safe and sound. The problem is another one of their sisters who's just coming back from a cruise, well, their other sister is not as compliant or doesn't really follow COVID-19 rules as religiously as most people do. Their, their other sister does not really believe in masks. I mean, she and the, that sister is actually, she went on that cruise with her family while, you know, while COVID's happening. So people have been, so that's, I'm just laughing, just recalling some of those sequences when you get to see the the sister parting it up with her family up on the cruise, okay? So Stop and Go, what, what makes it a very unique comedy for me is the thing with comedies is there's usually a setup, and then there's the actual execution of the joke. Stop and go, running at 80 minutes, all of the jokes are thrown away, meaning every single line that these, these young ladies, these young women speak, that Whitney Call and Mallory Everton speak, they're pretty much hilarious. It's a, like machine gun type dialogue that, you know, I'm thinking maybe if you're thinking of Rosalind Russell and Cary Grant and His Girl Friday, think of that kind of speed, that kind of wackiness and that kind of eccentric flair, you know, it maybe it reminded me a little bit of just their take on Wes Anderson's first film, Bottle Rocket, because it's sort of a a freewheeling type of comedy that is really rooted in characterizations. And these characters are sisters. I mean, I don't even it says here like right now it says their names are sisters Blake and Jamie. I don't know who plays Blake and Jamie. I like just to call them Mallory and Whitney, because they feel like they're, they're they're actually playing themselves, which is probably not the case, but they just feel so ingrained with these characters, and if you just want to see two loving and affectionate sisters back, banter back and forth for 80 minutes, and it, this movie really is a road comedy, because there are no real, it's not like they stop at certain places and chill there for a while, and they, they learn from various locals along the way, there's no, There is very little of that. A lot of it is just getting that energy. It's kind of like this ticking clock energy of will they get to grandma before COVID strikes her? Okay, obviously that's COVID-19. Having a comedy set around this current era, COVID-19 takes a lot of guts to do. And maybe some viewers might feel that Making fun, they're not making fun of the coronavirus, but making comedy amidst the community, the environment of COVID nineteen might be way too soon for me personally. It wasn't, as they said in the director statement, both of them were in a you know I, I'm trying to look at the director statement right now. I should pull it up somewhere, but they were both both horror quote unquote horribly depressed before they started writing. Stop and go. So in many ways, writing and doing this movie was a cathartic, I'm assuming a cathartic experience for them with we'll Stop and Go. Anyways, I wanted to share this interview I had with them, with Mallory and Mallory Everton and Whitney Call. Here is my interview, my Find Your Film podcast interview with both of them. The video version of my, my interview will be on the Deepest Dream YouTube channel as well. I'll leave a link on how to subscribe to that channel where I have all my exclusive interviews from in this here universe, in the cinematics universe, etc. But... Hopefully, I'll mention Stop and Go this week very quickly on Find Your Film, the Find Your Film podcast. I tend to be forgetful. So if I don't mention it on that episode, this is my insurance to actually tell you guys. Give Stop and Go, running it again at 80 minutes, wall-to-wall comedy. Give it a shot and check it out on Rotten Tomatoes, see what it's actually, you know what, actually, let me look up, look up Stop and Go right now on Rotten Tomatoes, sorry for the computer nose, computer nose, computer noise, hold on, Stop and Go, and Rotten Tomatoes, let's see what it got, what it has here right now, I hope it has a high rating, because I I really love, 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 love this comedy, it's just, it put a smile on my face, I did audibly laugh a couple of times, and they definitely, again, they have a ton of chemistry, Currently at 24 reviews, it has an 83% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So again, stop and go. Check out my interview right now with Whitney Call and Mallory Everton. Tell me what you think. And yeah, thank you so much for supporting me, Eric Holmes, and Bruce Perky here on the Find Your Film Podcast. Yes, our job is to, our goal is to just find gems of movies and hopefully share them with you guys and hopefully some of you will see them. And this is, for me personally, a a movie that I really enjoyed it's. it's just a fun funny movie and I wish I could write like them it's just yeah I, I sound like I'm I sound like a used car salesman but and I sound like a, I sound like I'm overselling this movie but I'm not it really you know even with its subject matter it really made me made me smile so yeah stop and go check out the interview they're both very nice people take care guys and again thanks for the support bye
1: you going to stop, you stop going to stop this Come on. Stop me. Hello. Is this willow brook senior care? Is this the police? Are you coming? Our grandmother is a resident at your facility and. Maybe
2: not anymore.
1: Can we speak to whoever's in charge? COVID-19
2: is in charge now. We're
1: driving right now to come and get you. Know. I am so excited about seeing you girls. We should make some ground rules to be safe. We leave the car as little as possible. I paid on myself. The only stop for gas. I'm just trying not to think about how many people have touched that pump. Also, don't think about that guy over there. Who? Here, look. I'll play something. What is this? It's whale sounds. I thought it'd be soothing.
2: No interacting with strangers. You folks have a car. You want to borrow my rollerblades?
1: We just got to focus. Ooh, mm, you smell like jam.
2: I'm picking up Nana right now. No, Erin, uh, just let us grab Nana. We're already on our way. You've been around people who have coronavirus. We don't know that that's what those people died of. A lot of the
1: people in the pile looked like they had a lot of other problems going
0: on. I have a note from your grandma. It says,
1: dolphin testicle 89. She said you'd understand what that meant.
2: No, I don't think we do. We don't. You guys want something? <laughs> <gasps> we'll just cook that one a little
0: longer. Maybe give it to one of the older people.
2: What is happening? What is happening?
0: First off, guys, you know, I, I have this movie reminded me of a college friend and all we would do is just every single word would be, we'd try to be funny, but it was, <laughs> it was captured within the context of this is how we actually normally communicated. And mm-hmm. I I've, over the years, I've just wondered how come people don't make a movie like this because you guys aren't trying, you guys are funny. You're not trying to be funny. This is just part of the dialogue behind your film. Can you guys talk about the, the challenges of scripting something like that, which really seems ambitious, but I think it's really true to life regarding, even though people will say that the dialogue is heightened. I think it's really ingrained in how a lot of people talk to each other.
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was, I think, uh, honestly, the way we could write the script the most efficiently we were kind of on a time crunch in this. I mean, not initially, we we started writing this as a way to, um, to deal with
2: 2020,
1: yeah. all of the hard things that happened. But once we kind of got a, a, an outline for ourselves, we realized that the COVID backdrop would be part of it. And so we thought, okay, like this is writing itself kind of, let's see if we can get this out as soon as possible. Cause who knows when we're going to be tired of watching COVID content. And um, Mal actually found uh, festival deadlines and we started writing uh, July, beginning of July in 2020. And the d- deadlines that we needed to shoot for were beginning of October. So um, we really just were like, should we go for it? Should we do it? <laughs> And uh, so in that process, we were like, okay, let's 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 do this. And we knew that because Melanie, I I mean, we've grown up together, we've known each other since we were eight. And uh, we knew we could write a movie with our voices, with our chemistry, and that that was probably the thing we had going for us out of anything because we just were so crunched for time. So honestly, I think that script kind of came about out of just the necessity of of writing quickly and writing efficiently with the voices that we had. So I'm really glad it resonated with you because we hoped it would be Relatable. We actually consciously made the choice to keep a lot of our laughter in the movie. I know uh, it was a note sometimes that we got, like, "Hey, like people don't actually laugh at their own jokes in movies." And we were like, "Yeah, but we laugh at our Thank own you. jokes."
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Who- yeah. Whoever gave you that note should be fine. I'm, I'm not gonna say that should, should be fired. I think that's. I think people laugh at their own stuff, and also just, you know, Malia, just the idea. I see a lot of road. There's a lot of road comedies, road films but very few are actually set on the road. When you're doing an indie film, what's the challenge of your shot list? You're actually literally out in the elements. There's no motel or or backdrop that you can just rely on. You're just relying on the dialogue, the chemistry and the road before you. That just seems so hard to me.
2: It was, uh, there were many hard things about it. And there were definitely moments where I asked myself, is this even a movie? (laughs) Like so many times, because there were just, it was like, it's just, it's just us in a car the whole time. Is this going to sustain any kind of interest, you know? And it it was, it was freaky for sure. And then also just the the challenge of finding the roads to drive on. And especially because we were making it so, so quickly that mapping all of that out, and we'd never done this before. So Steven and I, who he was, he co-directed with me we would drive out and try to find roads the night before after a full day of day of filming, like, is this road going to work? Okay. Will it kind of read like where we're supposed to be because we shot it all in Utah, but it was supposed to be from Albuquerque to Eastern Washington. And it was so stressful the whole time. I mean, there were so many different things where moments where I just thought, okay, well, that's it. Like, it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna work. We're just going to keep shooting it. But I guess it doesn't I guess this is broken. And I think I would have a lot less anxiety doing it again if I needed to do a road trip film now. I would know a lot more about it. But because it was our first film, our first road trip, anything, it was so hard the whole time.
0: You know, there's gonna be a segment of cinephiles who will say, No, this is too soon. We can't make a movie mm-hmm. that, that makes fun of that's not making fun of COVID. COVID is part of the humor, but you know, right. I, I think a lot a larger sense of people will wanna find catharsis in comedy. And I think the, the bravery behind comedy is it really excites explores and goes into those dark places and find some kind of light out of it. it. Was that one of the reasons why COVID was going to be a big part of what you guys wanted to do with the script?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we were suffocating, mm-hmm. you know, along with the rest of the country at this point. And so I think we were gravitating towards just something that would you know just take that pressure off of us and really find some light like you said and so that was that was our um our hope our you know biggest desire was that that would be the experience yeah
0: yeah i i also love the fact that you know, your, your sister in the movie, my goodness, there's, there's Matt the going maskless. There's the, the no vaccination thing, but the, the idea that you can still be friends, whether it's blood or not with people who you disagree with, it shouldn't just be politicized. There's, there needs to be a certain level of humanity in this kind of dialogue. Was that also something you wanted to really put in that? Let's just not be so divided now. Let's just come together no matter what our beliefs. I mean, I thought that was really wonderful.
2: Yeah, you know, I think Witt and I, I think we've been really lucky to have a fair amount of diversity around us when it comes to the ideology around the pandemic. And so we definitely had a strong desire to not too heavily take a side. I mean, clearly, like, our characters are are more, uh, uh, like concerned like COVID concerned than their sister Erin but we wanted we love that character like very very uh in very very truly and sincerely and we also loved um Julia who came and played Erin so it was very easy for us and we hope it comes across that even though it's funny and we bicker and and everything that ultimately we love her and um We, we love each other. Like we've got to exist together. So it's better to do that with a little bit of compassion and understanding.
0: You know, this goes kind of back to the first question, but I have I watch a lot of movies. I, I have not seen a movie like this, maybe since there's a Peter Bogdanovich film called She's Funny That Way, which is every single second. It's just funny, funny, funny. And within the context of the dialogue, What when people ask you for advice on how do you do that? It, is it just really simple as you're just writing realistic dialogue that comes from your conversations? And that's the key. And not to overthink about the joke or the humor behind it.
2: I actually yeah I think you might have nailed it to be honest a lot of the scenes were well we're going to be in this car here are the plot points that are going to happen we're going to get this call or this part of the story is going to move forward but what do we talk about and we really ended up putting like the things we were talking about that day in a lot of the time I know I heard once that um I think Schenectady New York was written with similar a similar approach it's like your the dialogue that is bouncing around in your head that you're having, like the things you're concerned about right now. I think if you have like whatever, like we just need to be talking about something as we approach the water cooler in this scene, write about what you're thinking about and what you're talking about. And it'll probably be a little bit more natural.
0: My last Mm -hmm. question to you guys is I I do a podcast where we recommend films weekly to our listeners. And can each of you recommend, uh talk about one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about the specific film that still resonates with you today?
1: Oh. Um, I am obsessed with the movie Dan in real life. Um, it's just such a quietly beautiful film. I don't think that there's a lot of bells and whistles into it, but then you watch it. There are so many one shot scenes that are just choreographed beautifully. And you just realize it's the interaction of the characters. I think um, everyone behind that film really trusted the actors and the writing uh, so well. And so it, it comes out as this just very quiet story that uh, just kind of sits in your bones and makes you feel like life is doable. Um, I think that's the kind of tone I want to go for eventually that like delves into sad things in people's lives, but leaves you with a feeling that like, you can do it. We can get through it.
2: Right. You know, I have I have older films that I am obsessed with that have, uh, have really affected me, but I was so... Um, so affected by Promising Young Woman, um, Emerald Fennell's movie, that came out at Sundance, I think, of 2020. I I have to say, like, I think for me, I love, like, high... I love high genre stuff. Like, I love horror comedy and things uh, things where you get to play with, like, very intense plot, but also a lot of fun and humor and stuff, too. And she just made so many genius choices in that movie, like, to cast all men who were funny who were all like, come and feel safe with me and make me laugh. And they would make you laugh. And then you would feel so betrayed by them. I mean, and it was just such a, such a deeply female story that could only be told by uh, a woman who was processing um, a great amount of trauma and grief all the time. And I just thought it was incredible. And I loved that I was laughing during it, but that I also was like, I was like lit up and charged from inside the whole time I watched it. I just, I will be referencing that movie forever.
0: Amazing. Uncompromising uncompromising ending as well. It's doesn't pander.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the only way it could end, you know?
0: And lastly, Dan in Real Life, absolutely one of the more underrated films from the last decade or so. So So
2: beautiful.
0: Love your, love your film. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank Thank you
2: so much. Nice to meet you, Greg.